0: Uh,
1: hello guys, welcome back to another episode of uh, Boring Times with the Board Guy. I am your host GS, and uh, this is probably our sixth episode that we're shooting. This is an unexpected uh, shooting being done here. I just came back from my sir. I have a bit a bit of course, so if my voice isn't proper or clear enough, I'm apologizing right now. But uh, SSSR is there to co-host uh, this show with me. So, he's going to give a brief introduction about uh, David Thoreau, and then we'll start with economy. Uh, So, I'll just hand over the hosting reins to Triple S, sir. Sir, can you please take it over? Uh,
0: Thank you very much, Nishra. It's quite of your uh, hectic schedule, so to speak. uh, You have uh, taken time off to record this episode. Uh, So, uh, actually, uh, Nishala, you suggested uh, that uh, we undertake this ambitious project that is uh, an explication of uh, the complete uh, book of Walden. Am I right? Yes, sir. So, yeah, we'll uh, try. We can only try, right? We can't say that... uh, uh, Okay. As they said, so, time is uh, in our hands,
1: Result are in his hands.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it would be a trial, right? Yes, sir.
1: Please continue.
0: 18 chapters of uh, a book, uh, very profound book. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, so first, uh, let's start uh, with an introduction to uh, Henry David Thoreau, right? So Henry David Thoreau was actually born as David Henry Thoreau. Uh, His parents christened him, you know, named him David Henry Thoreau. And uh, the name uh, Thoreau is taken from uh, the name of the god Thor, T-H-O-R. Thor is the Viking, you know, the Norse god of war. So Thor is, uh, you know, probably a descendant of the Norse, the Danes, you know, the Norse Vikings. Um, he has the Viking blood in his veins. And <coughs> later on, when uh, he grew up, uh, he reversed the his name. He instead of David Henry, he uh, named himself Henry David Thoreau, right? So, Henry David Thoreau was uh, an American uh, philosopher, right? And uh, he was a member of the Transcendentalist Movement in America. Transcend means uh, across. Transcendental means across everything. So uh, essentially what uh, he experienced in reality was the spiritual reality of the sense that uh, something exists across all creation. He experienced that in real life in the midst of nature. So that movement is called uh, Transcendentalism. And it was founded by his mentor, that is Ralph Waldo Emerson. Ralph Waldo Emerson, Henry David Thoreau, and a couple of other philosophers and poets and authors, they, were, they lived in the same place called Concord in the state of Massachusetts in the USA. So uh, Concord is actually a village and uh, in Concord, uh, Henry David Thoreau took uh, many walks, you know. Uh, he never, if I don't think he uh, l- left walking even for a single day in his life. Although he lived uh, for only about 40 years, <coughs> practically every day of his adult life, he walked Uh, in the woods and uh, fields around his native village of Concord. And uh, whatever he uh, experienced, you know, and and those experiences were profound. Actually, he could see he was, he's actually called a mystic philosopher. Mysticism is again where you see divinity in behind uh, the superficial reality So he was a mystic philosopher, and uh, he experienced the divinity that is present in nature. And uh, he wrote uh, voluminously. He wrote uh, voluminously. Uh, He was uh, educated in uh, what we now call Harvard University. At that time, it was called Harvard College. So Harvard College uh, uh, was where uh, you know Henry David Thoreau studied the Greek, Latin, and other classic uh, works under famous professors like Henry Wattsworth Longfellow. Uh, so Henry Ward's Longfellow is uh, read, read even today, uh, especially his poem called "The Psalm of Life," is widely circulated in all the academic courses across the world. So he studied under great uh, professors and uh, but he was always an average student. He uh, you know, he never excelled so to speak in his studies but uh, he was uh, uh, probably he was influenced by his his mother and sisters, his mother and sisters were, you know, the counterparts, or uh, were his uh, what? His uh, constant companions, not counterparts. He never his constant companions, and you know, things like philosophy and religion and uh, all these subjects—they are—they are referred to in the feminine gender. Uh, uh, for example, philosophy is, is uh, a power. She is, uh, you know, she is great. Like, uh, philosophy, religion are always uh, mostly referred to in the feminine gender. So, uh, he was uh, probably, he has that aspect to his uh, mind, you know, where uh, his mother and sister's influence. The, uh Poetry, Philosophy and Writing. Uh, so, uh, uh, Henry David Thoreau is also famous for one particular work, not just one particular work, at least a few particular works. One of them is a political pamphlet called Civil Disobedience. Civil Disobedience is a short essay which has influenced, you know, nations across the world, especially uh, when they were struggling to get freedom from oppression. Uh, For example, our own freedom struggle in India has been influenced by this essay called civil disobedience because uh, Mahatma Gandhi, when he was studying as a lawyer in South Africa and uh, he was organizing the freedom movement, he... Came across this essay and uh, the germ of the non violent system, I think it's called the Satyagraha, that is taken from civil disobedience. So uh, Mahatma Gandhi in our country, and uh, Nelson Mandela in uh, South Africa, and uh, Martin Luther King Jr. in America. Uh, Martin Luther King Jr. fought for the freedom, for the emancipation of the blacks. The blacks did not have any civil rights. They were not given any rights in society. They were still oppressed, even though slavery had been abolished. The blacks were uh, extremely oppressed. And uh, Martin Luther King got uh, at least a few of his ideas for the, his uh, movement for the emancipation of the blacks from civil disability. Now, that's one of his famous essays. And uh, uh, a book that is particularly read uh, even today by many people is uh, Thoreau's uh, Walden. Walden is the name of a pond outside uh, the village of Concord in Massachusetts. Walden, it covers about 120 acres and Thoreau spent uh, two years and two months living on its shore, living a secluded life of an author. Now, uh, this uh, book, uh, it's an uh, exposition of simple living and natural surroundings. Uh, and it's this book that we shall try to, you know, touch upon uh, that we can Try to understand. So it was an experiment in simple living in natural surroundings. Uh, so um, and uh, Thoreau got much of his material for these for this essay and uh, for Walden, and uh, several of his uh, several several of his essays like uh, the one on walking. and he took a trip to the Maine woods. Maine is another state in uh, the U.S. So, uh, Thoreau took uh, a few walking trips outside the village. It's not that uh, he was confined uh, to, his, uh, to the village. He actually did travel, but not for very long periods. Uh, uh, and uh, Thoreau got all the material or his books and essays, from his journal. He kept a journal which uh, runs to more than 20 volumes, which runs to more than 20 volumes. And uh, Thoreau started uh, his journal on the advice of his mentor, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Uh, so it was a Ralph Waldo Emerson's prompt, you know, P-R-O-M. Keep a journal. Uh, When uh, Emerson asked Thoreau that uh, question, uh, Thoreau writes, "You know, on the the very first page of his journal, and so I did. And we continued this, uh, keeping the journal, recording the impressions of his walks, practically daily walks." history and uh, he was one of the pioneers of uh, modern day environmentalism. The movement of environmentalism was pioneered by Thoreau uh, back in the day. So um, now uh, Thoreau also had uh, other interests uh, like uh, He wanted to free the slaves, Uh, America was a country, Thoreau lived uh, um, from the year 1870, lived from the year 1870 uh, up to 1862 and Thoreau, and during that time in America, uh, slavery was practiced. So, slavery was something Thoreau was uh, rigidly against, uh, strongly against. And uh, he uh, was a lifelong abolitionist. abolitionist. He wanted to abolish slavery. And uh, he uh, spoke out strongly against the slave laws that existed at that time. And uh, 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 so, uh, um, let's uh, now. One thing we should be clear about is the pronunciation of its name. Right? It is not actually thorough. come natural what comes naturally to me. And, uh, you know, uh, he was well-built, of course, because of his uh, daily regimen of walking. He was short, but he was also well-built. And, uh, you know, uh, about uh, uh, his family, uh, Thoreau's family, uh, what consisted of uh, his father, John Thoreau. Uh, John Thoreau was a businessman. He was not a very prosperous businessman, but uh, he managed to make ends meet. And Thoreau's uh, mother uh, also has uh, in the you know keep of the household. Uh, uh she took in boarders uh, to the house, and they paid the rent, and that helped to manage the finances of the product. But uh, while we cannot say, while we can cannot say that they were extremely wealthy. For grinding the leg and uh, you know making the best uh, pencil of this day, okay. Uh, so uh, while uh, you know, uh, the uh, family was never you know, They were not actually living in poverty. Either. So. Uh, there was no smaller in the house, no smaller that we associate with the poverty, right? And uh, Thoreau had uh, two older siblings. Uh, One was, uh, uh, his sister was called Helen and uh, his uh, brother was called John Jr. John Jr. after the father, John Thoreau. So, uh, and had uh, a young sister called uh, Sophia Thoreau. So, none of the three children married. None of the four uh, children married. Even though Thoreau was, uh, is reported to have been romantically uh, with a visitor to Concord, uh, she rejected him. And, you know, uh, Thoreau, uh, of course, he was disappointed, but... Uh, Apart from, uh, you know, uh, succumbing to disappointment and so on and so forth, uh, he, you know, started uh, what uh, he really wanted to do, that is, right and so on and so forth. So, uh, none of the four siblings married and, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, But uh, they all lived for a very short time. Alan Thoreau died at the age of 37 from tuberculosis. John Jr., his brother. Now, John Jr. uh, was, uh, you know, a schoolmaster. Uh, When Thoreau (coughs) finished his education at Harvard, he returned to look for... uh, Position, And, you know, at that time, uh, uh, his uh, brother had started school. In fact, the whole family had joined hands, you know, in financing Sorov's education because he was uh, the, you know, the intellectual in the house, right? So they joined hands together to finance education. So returned from uh, Harvard, uh, Uh, John and he started a school. Okay. And this school was one of the most uh, progressive schools. Uh, In fact, uh, it would be be hard put to find a school like that even today. Let's see. uh, This uh, principle of corporal punishment, you know, beating and caning and all that was never practiced. None of the children were beaten by, by either John or uh, Thoreau or John. No, neither, none of the teachers uh, ever raised a hand against the uh, children. But, uh, you know, a very strict discipline was meted. Now You know, all the children were fascinated by the subject's taught in that school. And uh, the Thoreau often took the children out for long walks. In the woods and fields around uh, the village. And, uh, you know, uh, so, uh, but John, uh, uh, by unfortunately, he caught uh, tetanus. And uh, tetanus is also called lockjaw because it locks his jaw. And uh, Thoreau, any di- and uh, John Thoreau died of uh, tetanus. And uh, Thoreau was. Uh, you know, he was, uh, he took it very hard. Okay. And uh, almost uh, several, uh, two or three months, he did not uh, come out of that uh, grief that he felt uh, uh, on the death of his brother. So, John Jr. died at the age 26, tetanus. Uh, he had cut himself while shaving. And, uh, Uh, Henry David Thoreau himself died at the age of 44 of tuberculosis. So, you know, Thoreau's lifelong uh, walks in the open. Uh, When uh, Thoreau's father, John Sr. died, uh, when Thoreau was 42, uh, uh, Thoreau continued to take his walks. One day in winter, he was out on a walk. And uh, he, he caught tuberculosis. Tuberculosis was a fatal disease in those days. So he succumbed to tuberculosis uh, because of uh, the cold, cold weather. And uh, Sophia Thoreau, that is the other sister, she survived uh, Thoreau by 14 years. And it was actually Sophia Thoreau who managed to bring out all the writings of Thoreau in print. Okay, she saw that. She saw various editions of Thoreau's uh, writings. There was a biography of Thoreau written by a person called Henry Ford. And that was not a very dependable biography. So, all the you know, the sequels we have on Thoreau today or because of uh, Sophia Thoreau's efforts to keep, uh, you know, the material on Thorough, uh, dependable, right? It should be reliable. So many editors uh, chose uh, their own. Uh, they uh, they exercise their own whims and fancies, you know, probably to get some immediate benefit. But uh, Sophia Thoreau realized what. Uh, you know, lasting uh, contribution uh, her brother's writings would have on uh, the, you know, the world. And so she took great pains to bring out uh, reliable editions of his uh, work. But uh, she herself died at the age of 56 years. Uh, as I said, 14 years after the death. So, um, now, uh, so this is a brief uh, introduction uh, to Thoreau. And in fact, uh, you know, the US government has also honored uh, Thoreau by bringing out a postage stamp bearing his. uh, bearing his uh, portrait, and uh, you know, this is a brief introduction to David Thoreau, so we shall, as I said, try to read uh, his book uh, Walden, which is divided into 18 chapters, and uh, most of these chapters are uh, uh, profound okay uh, we can learn a lot uh, from uh uh reading uh, you know this book called warden uh, okay so um we'll start with the chapter on uh, economy okay okay Nishala.
1: yes sir fine
0: Okay, so um uh, now uh, so uh, as I said, the you know, Walden is divided into eighteen chapters. Uh and uh, Henry David Thoreau went to live at, on the shore of Walden Pond on Independence Day, okay, of uh, the U.S. And that day, the U.S. had got independence from uh, Britain. Uh, we went to live, on, live at Walden on Independence Day and uh, it's a sort of symbolic day because many people, you know, whether they read it uh, to, for enjoyment or whether they read it for, you know, instruction, uh, they always get a sense of freedom. Uh, when they read uh, this book. Okay, so that uh, fact that he started to write Walden on independence, or rather he started to do that Walden on independence, it, very symbolic. So, uh, Walden, uh, the first chapter of Walden is called Economy. Now, economy, uh, you may think, you know, that. Not have much to do with uh, you know the things of the world like money and uh, wealth and so on and so forth. But actually, in this book, in the very start, in the very beginning, first chapter of this book, it treats of something that is uh, very necessary. to every man. So, uh, whatever he has learned of business habits, that is, uh, the income and outgoes, and the, you know, management of the finances, he has told us about uh, his experience in this chapter on economy, right? So, economics is called the science of money. So, we'll start to read uh, this chapter. Uh, so he says in the beginning of the chapter, when I wrote the following pages, or rather the the bulk of them, I lived alone in the woods, a mile from any neighbor, in in a house which I built myself on the shore of Walden Pond, in Concord, Massachusetts, and earned my living by the labor of my hands only. So he says, you know, when he wrote the bulk of the book, called Walden, he was living alone uh, in the woods and his nearest neighbor was a mile distant from where he lived and uh, he lived in a house which he had built himself. That is, uh, he actually dug the foundation, he got uh, the wood uh, for the house uh, from an old uh, cabin, uh, from an old cabin which was in good condition. And uh, he actually, you know, put together this uh, house that he lived in, uh, uh, like a jigsaw puzzle. You know, he was so versatile that not only could uh, he invent a new methods for grinding pencil lead as I said, but uh, he could also build himself his own shelter, right? And, uh, and so he was a great uh, believer in practical philosophy you know, we need uh, food, clothing and shelter. And that's what he tells us about. that's what he tells us about in this chapter. How he built a shelter for himself, how he provided food for himself and how he provided uh, clothing for himself and how he managed to uh, earn money his living. So that's what he tells us about in this chapter. So he says he had built the house Himself. and this house was on the shore of Walden Pond, in the village of Concord in Massachusetts, and uh, he earned his living by the labor of his hands. Uh, so Thoreau was not exactly, uh, you know, uh, all up in there. He was not exactly living in the clouds, uh, as we expect uh, most uh, philosophers to do. the seeds, he uh, took care of the wheat and uh, he um, you know uh, harvested the beans, okay Uh, he did everything by the labor of his hands so he was a profoundly practical philosopher so uh, he earned his living by the labor of his hands he says I lived there two years and two months okay, two years and two months and at present, I'm a sojourner in civilized life again. So now he's uh, returned to civilization, that is, he's returned to live in his village, inside the village uh, with his parents. Uh, so, but uh, the word he uses to describe uh, his life in uh, civilization, the middle of civilized, the village, is interesting because he describes himself as a sojourner. A sojourner is a traveler, one who you know, one who is relaxed and uh, happy and contented and uh, at peace with himself uh, in the midst of the world right So he says he calls himself a sojourner and he is a traveler uh, who, you know, uh, he was living there uh, when, uh, when this book was published, at present, he said he was uh, living in the middle of with other people in the village, including. Okay. So, next she says, uh, okay. Uh, okay, Nishala, I think uh, we're reaching uh, the end of the uh, time allotted uh, by your uh, podcast uh, provider. Yes,
1: sir. Uh, so, so we'll
0: now uh, continue this with uh, the okay. next episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll continue this with the next episode.
1: Okay, sir. Uh, shall I conclude, sir?
0: Yeah, please
1: conclude. Okay, sir. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for watching this episode, episode number six, I guess so. Uh, thank you, Triple S, for joining uh, even at a late night, also. I'm sorry that I couldn't fix a proper time for this one. Uh, So, guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode and uh, episodes are going to be releasing very soon. And uh, just good night. Stay safe, stay healthy. There is a lot of respiratory infections going around. So, just stay healthy and uh, keep your kids healthy. Keep my friends healthy. Thank you. And uh, bye-bye.
0: Okay, Nishra. I think there's a mistake you made. Uh, You said uh, watching this episode, actually. they are listening to it if they are.
1: Okay. Oh, yes, sir sorry and, I, uh, to the, listening to
0: I hope you yeah yeah i hope uh, uh, you also recover from your you
1: know uh, yes sir thank you yes sir thank uh, you very much for your concern uh, good night sir and uh, good night people thanks for listening once again uh, listening uh, thank you very much thanks sir thanks once again
0: okay good night sir